Welcome to We Support Caregivers Podcast. Once again, I am Lashina McBride, the Executive Director of We Support Caregivers Incorporated. Happy New Year to everyone. This is our first podcast of the new year, so I hope everyone is doing well and that the new year is treating you well. We Support Caregivers Incorporated is a 501c3 organization that helps individuals who take care of their elderly loved ones to focus on and to cultivate self-care. To learn more about us or to make a donation, go to wesupportcaregivers.org. There's a few updates that I want to share with everyone. But first of all, I want to shout out a few countries. Of course, we're able to see our podcast analytics. And of course, I want to send a shout out to all the listeners here in the United States. Thank you for listening and tuning in to us. But I also want to recognize the listeners in Germany and in Ireland. Thank you so much for listening in. I pray that, you know, everything that I share, the things that we come up with our show episodes, that they're beneficial to you. So thank you so much. And I wanted just to shout you out. Um, Again, We Support Caregivers podcast is available on, on all major podcast platforms. We're on over 10 platforms. We're on over 10 platforms that you can listen to us for your listening convenience. So whether it's Apple, Spotify, Anchor, whether it's Amazon Audible, whether it's Amazon Music, we're on a plethora of platforms for your listening enjoyment. So thank you for tuning into us and following us or subscribing to those platforms, you know, to listen to the podcast that we share. Um, another, another update that I want to share with you all is we have, you know, it's a new year and a lot of people make new year resolutions and set goals and things of that nature. So we here at We Support Caregivers Incorporated, we have started our self-care community. So the way you can join our self-care community is by simply texting the word caregivers to 31996. Once again, if you would like to join our self-care community, it's free, of course. You can text the word caregivers to 31996. When you join our self-care community, you will receive weekly text messages from me with tips, advice, things that I share that can help you cultivate and focus on self-care. So, you know, it's time to take self-care to a new level. It's a new year and it's time for you to develop a new mindset. Hopefully one of your priorities this year is making yourself, making your self-care a priority. So after this break, I'm going to go into our podcast episode, which is the Self-Care Bill of Rights. And I'll share with you the 10 Self-Care Bill of Rights that every caregiver needs to know. After this break, I'll be going into that. You're listening to We Support Caregivers Podcast. So this podcast episode, we're going to focus on the self-care bill of rights. So the self-care bill of rights focuses on the 10 rights 
of self-care that every caregiver needs to know, which was created to help caregivers cultivate and focus on self-care. Just like our, just like the Constitution, you know, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution, you know, declares the Bill of Rights. And of course, the Bill of Rights guarantees us, you know, our civil rights and freedoms as individuals, as people, as humans. So we decided to create, since our organization is focused on, you know, encouraging and empowering individuals who care for their elderly loved ones to cultivate and focus on their own self-care. We thought it would be nice to create our own self-care bill of rights that focus on the 10 self-care rights that every caregiver should know, should say, declare, decree in their life, you know, in their environment, you know, in their atmosphere. The self-care bill of rights was created in first person, meaning that each right starts with I have. So grab a pen, grab a paper or whatever you record your notes on so you can record each right as it pertains to self-care and you can memorize them, say them to yourself throughout the day and things of that nature. So the first right, the first right as it pertains to self-care is you could say this with me too. I have the right to put myself first without having any feelings of guilt or selfishness. One thing that I've noticed about caregivers, many of you feel guilty when you put yourselves first. And putting yourselves first doesn't make you selfish, but actually putting yourself first in many circumstances is necessary because if you do not, Put yourself first and make sure you're taking care of yourself properly. You cannot effectively take care of anybody else. So remember that. Number two, I have the right to make my self-care a priority. Once again, you as caregivers have the right. You have the right to make your self-care, th- self-care the top priority. Taking care of you, meaning you can take care of others better and effectively because you've taken the time to invest in yourselves. To t- you, took in, you took the time to invest in your own self-care so you, can, so you can be better for yourself and for other people. So number one was I have the right to put myself first without having feelings of guilt or shame. Number two is, I mean, guilt or selfishness. Number two is I have the right to make my self-care a priority. We're moving on to number three. Number three is, and you can say it with me, I have the right to become the best version of myself. You know, sometimes um, caregivers, sometimes you all feel like your current version of you is it. And no. Who you are currently, you know, as a caregiver, who you are currently in your life is a phase. It's 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 who you are now. But one thing I've, I noticed about myself when I was taking care of my own mother, you know, the Sheena I was at that time taking care of her is not who I am now. Now that she's gone on to be with the Lord, you know, 
I look back at how I was during that time, during that season of caring for her. And even though literally I'm the same person in body, but there's some things about me that's changed. So you as caregivers, you have the right to become the best version of you. And doing that is what? Focusing on your own self-care, doing things that get you doing things that help you become the best version of yourselves. So that's number three. Moving on to number four. And you can say this with me. I have the right to focus on and cultivate my physical health. One thing about self-care, one part of self-care is our physical health. So you have the right to be healthy you have the right you know to get in better shape that's your right and I know it can be challenging because you spend a lot of your time taking care of other people but again it's no excuses you have to make time you have to make time to take care of you your physical health you know if that's walking down the street walking in your neighborhood you know whether it's You have a treadmill at home and you walk on it while watching TV. I remember when I was taking care of my mom, what I did after I finished, you know, my tasks for her, make sure she ate and was bathed and had her medication and things of that nature. You know, I wasn't always able to leave the house to work out. So I worked out in the living room in front of her. We, you know, we had a smart TV. So I would turn to YouTube and put some music on and I would work out in front of her. So it was kind of like, um... It, it, it served to it served as entertainment for her. And at the same time, I was working out, taking care of me. So what I'm saying is as caregivers, you have to do what you have to do. You know, you have to do what you have to do. You have to do what's necessary. You know, you have to make time for yourself, literally. So that is point number four. Point number five. I have the right to focus on. And to cultivate my spiritual health. Yeah. You know, a part of our definition of self-care, you know, includes the spiritual aspect of it. And I really believe, you know, side note, I really believe the total being, you know, in order for us to take care of our total being, we can't neglect our spiritual health. So for me, you know, spiritually, You know, um, having a relationship with Jesus Christ and going to church and fellowshipping, you know, the best that we can during these times, you know, that's how you can cultivate your spiritual health is having that relationship with him. So, you know, our spiritual health is very important. So you have the right to focus on and cultivate your spiritual health. Number six, number six. Number six is I have the right to focus on and cultivate my mental health. During times like this with COVID, the pandemic, everybody's mental health has been challenged. So you as caregivers, I feel like, you know, on some level every day your mental health is challenged just because of just the stress and the pressure of taking care of somebody else. So you have the right to focus on and cultivate your mental health, you know, being careful about what you watch, what you listen, listening to things like that, you know, that can affect your mental health and your behavior. You have to be very mindful of that. 
you know, and make sure you do things or listen to things that's going to more be uplifting and encouraging to you to set you and keep you in a good, positive mindset. So definitely got to take care of the mental health and that's your right to do so as it pertains to our self-care bill of rights. Moving on to right number seven. And you can say this with me. I have the right to focus on and to cultivate my social health, social health, that's socializing. Now, you know, with everything going on with COVID, we, we had to be, we really had to rely on technology to still give us that sense of being with people without actually literally being in the presence of them. So again, you know, cultivating and focusing on your social health is interacting with people, you know, developing relationships with them. So we may not be able to do that in person as much as we would like, but utilize social media, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever you need to do to still feel like you're interacting with people without literally being around them. You know, we unfortunately times have changed and we do have to make sure we're safe and protected. So social interaction is a little different now just because we have to do things more on a safer level. So that is right number seven. Right number eight, I have the right to focus and to cultivate my emotional health. You know, doing things that is going to make sure that your emotional health is intact. So, you know, uh, hanging around with people or, you know, making sure you're not in toxic, toxic environments or you know, being mindful of who you do hang around. They may not be good for your emotional health. So you have the right to cultivate and focus on your emotional health. Right number nine, and I think this is one of my favorite rights, and you can say it with me. I have the right to say no and to reject anything that does not help me develop into a better version of myself without having any guilt or guilt without having any guilty feelings. So what that means is you have the right to reject anything that's not good for you. You have the reject you have the right to reject anything that's not adding to you, that's not helping you become better. That's your right. Many times people have the hardest time saying no. Saying no is a vital part of self-care. Because every time we say yes to things, when we really want to say no, you're depleting yourself. You're depleting yourself. So I suggest that we all work on normalizing saying no. But as caregivers and as, you know, here it is with the Bill of Rights, you have the right to say no. You have the right to say no without any feelings of guilt, shame. And, you know, be careful about people that try to make you feel bad for saying no. No, you, you know, you don't have no reason to feel bad about that. You have a right to say no. Last, number 10, the number 10 right is I have the right to seek and to ask for help without any feelings of shame. Now, caregivers, sometimes it's hard for us. Sometimes it can be hard to ask for help. But you have the right to ask for help. It's nothing wrong with you asking for help. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less than. 
Because guess what? We can't do everything for ourselves and we can't expect other individuals who are not in our shoes to understand what we're going through. So, yes, we have the right to ask for help. We have the right to to reach out to other people and see if they can assist. You know, Um, that's a right that you have. So utilize that right, you know, and you're not weak by asking for help, but you're strong by acknowledging that you need it. So to recap, the 10 self-care bill of rights. Number one is I have the right to put myself first without having feelings of guilt or selfishness. Right number two, I have the right to make my self-care a priority. Right number three, I have the right to become the best version of myself. Number four, I have the right to focus and to cultivate my physical self-care. Right number five, I have the right to focus on and to cultivate my spiritual health. Right number six, I have the right to focus on and to cultivate my mental health. Right number seven, I have the right to focus on and to cultivate my social health. Right number eight, I have the right to focus on and to cultivate my emotional health. Right number nine, I have the right to say no and to reject Anything that does not help me develop myself without having any feelings of guilt. And right number 10, I have the right to seek and ask for help without having any feelings of shame. So that's the self-care bill of rights. After this break, I'm going to conclude this podcast. You're listening to We Support Caregivers Podcast. Well, that concludes our We Support Caregivers Self-Care Bill of Rights Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you wrote down the 10 self-care bill of rights so you can go over them and rememorize them and say them to yourself throughout the day throughout the week to keep yourselves encouraged you know you have the right to take care of yourself and remember you can't properly or effectively take care of anyone if you're not properly taking care of yourself first it starts with you you have to make yourself a priority. Self-care is not something that you that you can neglect. You have to put yourself first. When you are properly taken care of, then you can properly take care of other people. You know, when you're doing when you're being your best, you you can do your best for others. It all starts with you putting yourselves first. Once again, we also have our newly developed self-care community. It's free to join. All you have to do is text the word caregivers the 31996 to join once again text the word caregivers to 31996 you know when you join a self-care community you receive weekly text messages from me with tips advice 
you know, things I recommend to help you cultivate and focus on self-care. You owe it to yourself to become the best versions of you. And that starts with you making your self-care a priority. Until next time, make yourself first and be safe. You've been listening to We Support Care Girls podcast. 